And this is where a lot of agents make mistakes. So the big question is, what are top agents doing to absolutely crush it in real estate, grow their teams and add more transactions year over year while so many struggle? To get the answers, we interview top real estate agents to learn their secrets to success. Listen, we believe every agent should make a minimum of $100,000 per year, and we're on a mission to make this happen. We've already helped over 100 agents achieve this with our coaching. So if you want to fast track your business growth, get to your first $100,000 in GCI or add another $100,000 in GCI using social strategies, then head over to go.eliteagentsecrets.com or you can just click the link in the description below. Also, just make sure to follow us, hit that subscribe button, and if you get any value from this at all, please tell a friend and leave us a review. My name is Andrew Dunn. And my name is Peter Michael. Welcome to Lead Agent Secrets. So one of the things you touched on, which I think is going to actually roll into your third and final topic, is how new agents come on and you can lose a lot of money. Well, your third topic is marketing. So mm-hmm. finding a problem, creating a solution and turning it into a program. So unpack why marketing <clears throat> is your third secret to success. Sure. I think right now... In this day and age, the market we're in, consumers have so many options or they feel like they have so many options, right? You're seeing more for sale by owners. It's easier to just throw a property on Zillow or on social media. They don't think about what comes after that, right? Or the liability. Um, Buyers have so many options for real estate agents out there or going in a different direction with companies like Open Door and Redfin and things like that. So you have to recognize what problem, because the problems shift with the markets, right? What problems are your buyers and sellers facing? How can you create a specialized program that solves those problems? For example, we have one right now. It's the Buyer Advantage Program. So in our market, the average agent, um, just like most other places in the country, uh, there's very low inventory right now. I mean, there is just nothing out there. And we, we sell last year, a quarter of the properties that we sold were never on the market. And most of the agents are meeting with a buyer. They're not doing a buyer consult. So the buyer isn't prepared in this crazy market. So there's way more chance of buyer's remorse out there. So in this market, buyers feel like they're paying too much for their home. They regret it. They don't have a great experience. They're stressed out. How do you solve that problem? Well, you need to have a buyer consult. You need to sit down with that buyer, tell them what to expect in this market. That's also where you set those boundaries. Here's the hours that I work. Here's when I'm going to be available to you. Here's what you can expect from me. And here's what I expect from you. Um, and you get them really prepared for the market. Another problem in this market is the low inventory. So the average agent in our market meets with a buyer, they throw them in their MLS, set them on an automated search, a property comes up, the buyer calls the agent, um, I want to see this home. And it's simple as that. What happened to agents going out and finding these homes? So we do not work with a buyer unless they commit to us. They also pay us a small buyer fee on top of the commission we earn. And that allows us to do specialized marketing for them. Um, We will purchase lists for homes that fit their criteria. We will cold call. We will door knock. We have letter campaigns. We are finding off-market properties for these buyers so they are avoiding bidding wars. That's one of the problems we solved with this program. 
We also have a program. Sellers don't know where they're going to go. So they're afraid to put their home on the market or they don't want to deal with, you know, 20, 30 showings the first few days and all this craziness. How do we solve that problem? We created a sell without listing program. We know we have a huge amount of buyers sitting here that don't have homes. How about we come to an agreement about the price of your home. We match it with one of your buyers. You don't have to go through that stress. So it's about figuring out what the problems are in the market with your ideal client profile. And you have to know that. You have to know who your ideal client is and stop wasting time if they're not your ideal client. And then create a specialized program around their problems. Amy, I think you're the first person that we've had on the show that has this approach, but something you've, you know, kind of just like, (laughs) breeze through really quickly was that you actually have a buyer's program where they pay you to become your client so you can do the specialized marketing I got to ask, like, wh- how do you position that? Because right now everyone's like, oh, these buyers, you know, they can just pick whatever agent they want. They don't have to pay anything. And it's like, why are they paying you? And why can't I do the same thing? And they, nobody wants to pay me. Gosh, right. I ask for a consultation <laughs> fee or whatever it is. It's like, to help us understand, like, the positioning, like what does that look like? Sure. I know you said there are certain things where you find them, um, you know, off-market properties, but mm-hmm. when when does that happen? Does that happen up front? Does that happen, you know, at closing? Do you rebate sure. it back afterwards? Um, so it's an extra fee that gets paid at closing, although we are going to start transitioning that part of it is paid up front. Okay. Um, I, I think there's definitely a need for that in this market and what we do. Yeah, because Honestly, how do you how do you get the money if they decide to go somewhere else? You don't, right? Or you don't. But you're part of that buyer consult and that script is you they are signing they're signing the state contract, but we also have our own contract that is just laid out. Here's what we expect. Here's what you can expect from me. We're gonna do this stuff for you. You're gonna and and we're going to do all this for you. And all it's going to cost you is this extra, you know, $500, $750 fee at closing. And you're going to remain loyal to us. And we ask if there's a problem, if, if you don't feel like I'm doing my job, first, let's come down, let's sit and talk about it, right? Let's sit and talk about it. If someone really doesn't want to work for me and we work with me and we can't come to an understanding, I don't want to hold you in contract. But I will honor that thinking if you at least bring the problem to me and we can discuss it. That doesn't ever happen. Um, but you just want to make it very clear that this is a contract you're signing with me. You know, I'm going to do all this and you're going to c- commit to me as well. Perfect. So for anybody who's sitting here right now, listening, scratching their head, mm-hmm. how the hell do I do this? I, I never got a VAA side. Mm-hmm. Help us understand from the first time that you talk to the lead, maybe the mm-hmm. timeline and the process of what that looks like to the time they sign on the dotted line that you're actually representing them. Is right. this happening on Zoom? Is this FaceTime? Do you have like an initial phone call with them and you transition mm-hmm. to an in-person meeting? Because I know how we do it, but I'm just curious to see how you're doing because you're getting that extra fee and we've 
Andrew and I talked about this actually quite a few times about implementing something like this sure. as well. Sure. And I will say, um, I don't think we've ever been turned down because of the fee ever. Never, not once. Um, and usually if we can get them to the buyer consult, our, our close rate is something like 93%. So the initial contact with that lead and this is where a lot of agents make mistakes because they're thinking too far ahead. It's, I want to sell them a house or I yeah. want them to work with me. That initial contact is simply getting them to that buyer consult, which can be done. Micro-commitments, right? Yes. And we like to be in front of that person live face-to-face. Zoom, we'll do Zoom as well. We can do the phone. You know, we do some of them over the phone. It's not ideal. You want to be really in front of that person. Um, but this, it's, it's all about the script. So you're getting them to that appointment. The first part of the conversation is explaining why, as a buyer, it is so important that you have an agent representing you, right? So you're putting that in their head. You're explaining that. Then why is why am I the best fit? Why am I an expert? Why should you work with me? You're getting them through that. By the time you're done with it, if you have a great script, they are excited. They want to work with you and no one else. I can't tell you how many times I hear people say, um, especially husband and wife couples, we promised each other before this appointment, we would not sign anything. You know, and they're <laughs> signing and they're excited. You don't start talking about what they look, they're looking for. You don't start talking about any of that until they understand the importance of working with an agent. You're putting all those things in their head. There's over, over a hundred, uh, variables in the home selling and home buying process. You want to work with somebody that can manage all of those, right? So mm-hmm. you're explaining why it's important. They work with an agent, you're explaining why you're going to be the agent that they want to work with. And another thing that, you know, in, in these Facebook groups where I hear other agents talking, um, a lot of times something comes up where um, they'll say the listing agent is only offering me, you know, whatever percent in co-broke. And they're complaining because they're asking the listing agent for more money and the listing agent is saying no. What I make on a deal, what I make on a buyer has absolutely nothing, nothing to do with what the listing agent is paying me. I know that this is what I charge for my services and I'm going to make it regardless. And my buyers are happy to pay the difference if there is one. This is what I offer. This is what it is. This is what I charge. You explain the process. You're an expert. You do what you say you're going to do for your clients, and they're happy to pay you if there's a difference. We can always work that into the numbers, right, as a credit or whatever. So they're not coming to the table with um, money out of, you know, cash out of their pocket. But I think agents need to shift that mindset not what is the listing agent going to pay me? What are, what are you worth? What are you charging your client? Oh, I know this is a little of a touchy subject and we go back and forth on this. And this is the second time. No, I'm sorry. This is the third time I'm hearing this, which means I have to pay attention. You're basically saying in your BAA, mm-hmm. you're worth, I'm just throwing a number out there, 3%. Yep. 
And if you're going and you're showing a house and that house is paying 2%, mm-hmm. your buyers are covering that 1% difference unless you renegotiate with them or if you're feeling nice on that day. But right. no matter what, you know that no matter what kind of house you're selling, you're charging 3%. Yes, exactly. And I'm presenting it like, this is what I charge. This is what it costs to work with me. Most of the time, the seller's going to contribute to that. We won't know how much it. until we find that house. Sometimes it's going to be 100% of it. And sometimes it's not. And here's the ways that we can take care of that. You can write me a check at, you know, you can write the brokerage a check at closing. We can work it into your numbers, whatever it may be, but they know what it costs to work with me. So for everybody listening right now, you have your initial phone call where you just kind of meet them and see you got a little of a vibe, whether they're a right fit for you or not. Mm -hmm. On that phone call, you're basically selling them on the buyer's consult, whether it's, you know, in person or on Zoom on that buyer's consult, you're essentially selling them your services and what you have to offer and that BAA signature. Mm-hmm. And then after that, that's when you actually go and you find out about their house, their needs, whatever that looks like. But you already got the hard stuff out of the way. Yes. Yeah, Ooh, absolutely. I love, I love that process. So once they commit to working with you, that's when you're finding out what they're looking for and you prepare them. You prepare them really well. I go over the offer. I go over addendums. I go over what to expect. That way in this market, when they find the house, the right house, they don't have two days to sleep on it and then ask a million questions. They got to be willing to write. We've already talked about different things we can put in the offers to make them stand out without them having to constantly pay more. They're prepared. And since we started doing that, the amount of buyer's remorse that we're dealing with. So much less, I assume. Has gone down significantly. Absolutely. So one thing that's interesting about your process and like what I think our process differs and maybe a lot of the listeners is in that buyer's consult. Yes, we're selling the service and what we're doing, but we're also combining it with what they're looking for. So like I find myself, it's like, Hey, cool. All right. What is that you're looking for? Great. Here's what I can offer. Here's how I'm going to compliment that. Oh, and then by the way, let's get this thing signed. You're saying flip that upside Mm -hmm. down and say, cool. Before we talk about what you're looking for, I need you to know my process, my value, what I'm going to do for you. If you're okay with that, only if you're okay with that, then I'm actually going to talk to you about what is it that you're looking for so then we can be effective, efficient, I can prepare you and everything else. Right, right. And have visuals. One of the best visuals that help me because buyers don't know what they don't know, right? So mm-hmm. most of them, at least in Wisconsin, if I don't have a contract with a buyer, I'm not representing them. There's a number of things that I can't do for them that they don't realize. Yeah. So I show them a chart. If we're working together and not under contract, here's what I can do for you. If we're working together and under contract, here's what I can do for you. And don't you think if you're purchasing a home, you would want these things? Sure. Yeah. And they absolutely do. And a lot of them are surprised. They don't know. They have no idea. They think if they call an agent up that shows them house, that agent has to do what's in their best interest because they showed them that house. Most buyers don't know that that's not the case. Well, we just don't know what we don't know, right? So right. it's like, you know, when it's 
it's like me it's, we have this running joke it's like me walking into a mechanic and telling them how to do an oil change mm-hmm. andrew's laughing because he damn well knows i don't know how to do an oil change yet alone <laughs> what a fucking filter is or the little plug or whatever about putting just, oil on the ground this motherfucker be like hey, just took them away. what do i do the irony is I, I build race cars, so this is like my bread and butter has been for like two decades. Like mm-hmm. I like building cars and bikes. So I mean, you can blindfold this kid and he will just touch the engine, know exactly what to do and, and, and do it the right way. Meanwhile, I'm probably going to pour like the coolant into the oil thing, right? <laughs> because I didn't, but when it comes to putting real estate deals, he's like, I don't know what fucking line 18 is and how to balance this thing. Well, I can do it with like my eyes closed just because, mm-hmm. you know, we, we have the different strengths. So I really like what you're doing here. Um, as, as far as time-wise goes, mm-hmm. is there a certain time that you're trying to hit? Like, is your buyer's mm-hmm. console 30 minutes? Are you trying to like, after that initial phone call, trying to get it to them like right away? Do you, it's a 24 hour turnaround time. What does that look like? Because I think the context of the speed is also important because you can yes. lose people or lose their interest if you're dragging it out too long, right? Yep, yep. You want to get them in front of them as soon as you can. If that means there's times where I tell my agents, you may have to transition into the buyer consult on the phone with them, right? There are times that that happens. Um, just like there's times where you really can't get those buyers to sit down and they really just want to see this house and you're willing to show them this one house and transition that showing into the buyer console, right? Mm. But ideally you want to get in front of them as soon as possible. We shoot for that buyer consult to take about 45 minutes is usually what it takes. Although sometimes it goes way longer once the initial part where you are explaining to them why they need an agent, why you're the one and they're signing, usually takes anywhere from 15 to 30 minutes, depending on how open they are to the process. Um, the, the second half where you're preparing them, talking about what they're looking for, generally takes a lot longer. You know, they're excited to talk about it. Um, so it, it can take, I've had buyer consults take 20 minutes. I've had them take two hours, you know, it See, just this, kind is, of this amazes me because I'm, I'm thinking, and it's probably a limiting belief that I have. And maybe somebody else listening has the same thing. It's like, I almost feel like I need to talk about them and what they're looking for first mm-hmm. before. So this is the first time mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, and I'm struggling with this. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And it's okay. Where I have to be like almost egoistically centered, self-centered because mm-hmm. if they're not willing to agree to my process. That's going to create issues down the line. And I've yes. actually had this happen. And this is why I'm, this is why I'm kind of like running the play and Andrew knows who I'm talking about. We recently had a client who is a driver, you know, just a little bit difficult, very strong personality, amazing person overall. But I didn't tell them my process because we dove into them first, which bit me in the end and ended up me firing them because I just couldn't deal with their crap Mm -hmm. because I never said the baseline. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's part of the reason where it's like I didn't was like, okay, here you go. Here's how this is this relationship is gonna work. Right. Because we're so used to like, especially with internet leads, because that's what we deal with a lot. 
somebody calls us, they want something. Mm -hmm. So we feel obligated to give them that. Meanwhile, like we talked earlier, now I'm wasting time setting up a bunch of MLSs and all this other non-producing, non-income producing activities. It's like, fuck, how do I fix it? And I think yeah. you're, you're, you're right on. You fix it by setting the right precedent because nobody else is setting the precedent first and then diving into their needs second. Right. So just finding that balance. I've got two questions that yes. I've been listening to. So first one, I'm going to uh, I'm going to blow your ego up here, Amy. Oh boy! Of over a hundred plus interviews. This might be my favorite strategy, and I've yes. heard we've heard some amazing ones. Like I always think about. There's a guy we had on Jim Remley. I think he did a billion dollars last year. He had one that was phenomenal for getting listings, and he heard we heard it and we're like, holy fuck! Like that's amazing. So mm -hmm. the reason I say that, and like this is being very you know vulnerable. It's like. This is something that, like Peter touched on, we've been, like, I, I'm, I'm not going to say we've tried to do it, but we've <laughs> thought about this process a lot because the idea of, so, like, you're saying you're going to move to this. This is kind of where my question is going to come mm -hmm. from. So we know we've worked with stuff, we've worked before with people and got additional money, closing table and stuff like that. But mm -hmm. what we have always wanted to do is try and find a way to get that money up front from Absolutely. them. Right. That That is the trend. So we've done the post-close extra bonus, mm -hmm. like not a bonus, but like, you know, this is whatever. What, we're in, what we've tried to do, I'd say, you know, maybe the last six months, a year, we've, about a year ago, we first had this idea. And we're like, but how do we pitch them that like they need to give us 500 because we were thinking about the same funnily enough we were thinking it would be about 500 bucks mm -hmm. would they pay us and like a little bit of that so does some of that go in your pocket as well and then some goes towards the marketing or does it all go towards marketing that was one of my questions um some of it goes in my pocket and some of it goes towards the marketing perfect Absolutely. yeah because that's yeah. what we were thinking too mm -hmm. uh, and my second question was your leads are they mainly like referrals or are you doing online lead generation? Like where are you getting the bulk of your business from or where are yeah. you getting your business from? It's multiple different, different sources. We get a lot of social media leads. I get a lot of Facebook leads. I do a ton of Facebook advertising. Um, we do say that's how we, yeah. yeah. yeah that, that's our primary source. That's why we're asking these questions because yeah. we find, as you know, a lot of the inbound stuff is like, Cool. Show me how many beds, yep. how many baths, blah, blah, blah. Here's what we want. Yeah. The reason I asked is for our listeners as well, because then if you had turned around and gone, no, no, it's all referrals from my best friends. And it's like, okay, not to mm -hmm. detach from the strategy, but it changes the context quite a lot where right. you're saying, actually, no, these are people I've never met. Like they're online mm -hmm. leads, a lot of them, like, and they're still buying into this. And obviously you're doing over 200 ends last year as a team. Like that's mm -hmm. you're not fucking about. And so it, it's interesting. So have you tried, I guess my final question mm -hmm. is for you is, have you actually tried yet getting it up front? Have you gone through the process yet or not? I have tested it out twice. Um, I've gotten it one time. We are reworking that strict that script. And my goal for 2023 is that is our standard. We Love will that. be getting them up front. I love that. And, you know, it is, this is not something that came overnight. It, it takes a really good script 
and practice, right? And you have to feel confident that you can well, yeah, ask you, for this. You have to have the you gotta us, feel it, right? Like yeah. you have to feel that you're worth it. You yeah. know, but I pay my accountant a retainer, I pay my attorney a retainer, you know, it's not it's not unheard of. Um, and there have been times that I have strayed from my process. And just like you said, I have paid for it. You know, yeah. the, the last client that I didn't end up firing, but uh, we closed the deal, got it done. I mean, it was, I did not follow my process through 90%. And I don't know why I had felt bad for this client. And, um, but, you know, I had the police calling me because if I didn't answer the phone in 30 minutes, she was calling them to do welfare checks on me. Jesus. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Yes. So, I mean, it is, um, there's a reason that you set that process and don't stray from it and, and, and work with who fits your ideal client profile. You know, and I had this, this wasn't all, I didn't come up with this all myself. I attribute a lot of this to Brian Moses, my coach. Um, but you know, you add your own spin to it and it's just, it's been so helpful. And what's crazy is when we close deals, um, even when we find these off market properties and we ask the buyer, what made us different or, you know, what are they talking about in a review? It is often that initial consult. Nobody else asked me to sit down and have a buyer consult. Nobody explained these things. You know, I talked to three other agents before Amy's team and nobody explained these things. And sometimes yep. buyers and we, see, thing. We, we find the same thing. Like when mm-hmm. I'm doing my buyer's consult, nine out of 10 times, it's like, oh, that's what the process looks like. Right. Oh, that's what it actually takes to buy the house. Oh, wait, we thought it was this way. And you're saying it's this way or mm-hmm. that way. Mm-hmm. And it's, and it blows my mind. I'm like, yeah, like this is what the process looks like. And, and I, I always say, like we deal a lot with like pre-con or, you know, even let's say first time home buyers. It doesn't matter. It's like, mm-hmm. hey, has anybody ever talked to you about the home buying process? Has anybody ever talked to you about like buying a pre-construction mm-hmm. down here in Florida? And most people are like, no. I'm like, well, here's how it's different than in your state, most likely. And they're and right. now all of a sudden they're not a pre-construction candidate because they didn't realize they need 40% mm-hmm. of deposits up front. Mm-hmm. And they have to now wait two years before the project is delivered, but they pay that money today. Right. Right. Yeah. So that's kind of like where we're, we're trying to redefine our process. And that's why what you're sharing with us, it's like, okay, cool. Well, I would have probably not wasted 45 minutes talking about what the shit that they want or they need, given mm-hmm. if I just spend the 15 minutes flipping the script and being off that phone call in 15 minutes rather than 45. And I just got right. 30 back to spend with my kids right. or whatever it is. Right. Exactly. And in, in my market, I would say at least 60% of buyers are, are FHA, USDA, VA. So just like you could spend 30 minutes talking about what they want and they, they can't even, that's not even an option for them, you know? And I always tell my agents when they're struggling, Think whether it's a buyer consult or you're in a listing appointment, bring up something that you know the average agent is not going to bring up right away. Oh, I never thought about that. You know, then they start listening, taking you a little more seriously. They want to hear what you have to say. Because what what are some of those things that an average age doesn't bring up? Well, it surprises me, but on listing appointments, 
there will be things that I point out, whether it's peeling paint or, you know, little things. And I'll say, uh, you know, and I know they met with other agents. We start talking about it. Oh, that agent never brought it up before. Buyers, a big one is, and I cannot even believe how many times this happens. This is why having a go-to lender is important. But you would have no idea how many buyers, you might, how many buyers come to us and they have no idea they've been pre-approved. They've never heard the term closing costs. They have no idea that they need to either have this extra money in their pocket or we have to get it in form of a credit. They have no idea what they actually need to purchase a house. And one of the first things, you know, we talk about is when they say they met with their lender. Okay. One of the things I'm going to discuss with you is how you're going to pay closing costs. What are closing costs? What are the origination fees? Right. Nothing. They have no idea. Um, so that's one of the big things that I always bring up because I find lenders are not having a full consult. They're pre-approving them, but then not explaining how it works on their side. Yeah. The inspections that they have to pay for yes. appraisal, that they mm-hmm. have to, you know, if they are waiving the contingency that they have to now close the right. gaps. Yeah. Another big thing in that buyer consult is prepping them for an inspection. What is an inspection for? An inspection is not to nickel and dime the seller. It keeps a lot more deals from falling apart when they are properly prepared for that inspection. You know, this is essentially your honey-do list. We are only looking to address major defects. The catastrophic stuff. Yes. Not, not because the kitchen doesn't have a GFCI right. outlet that you can go ahead and put in for a hundred bucks, right? Right. Amy, this has been amazing. I want to give you the floor. If someone wants to buy a sell home, refer business to you, if you've got something else going on, how could people reach out, whether it's phone, email, website, socials, tell the people where you're at. Yes, absolutely. You can find me pretty much anywhere. Um, my website is mywihomefinder.com. That's my wi homefinder.com. I am on Facebook and Instagram. Just look for Amy Hopfinger. And um, my phone number is 920-296-3013. Email amylhopfinger at gmail.com. But if you go to our website, you can find out everything you need to know, all my infos there, as well as my agents. Perfect. Now, we wrap up our episodes now with three quick fire questions. So give top okay. of your mind answer. First one, favorite book or person to learn from at the moment? Um, Anything Tony Robbins. Second question, what's your goal this year or in the next 12 months? Is to um, get one more agent and expand my market. And the third question is, what do you think is the one thing or the things that are going to stop you hitting that goal? What are the obstacles you think are going to stop you hitting that goal? Focus and the hotel that I own. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Amy, too much time <laughs> i love that god we didn't even unpack a hotel she owns we, uh, get we don't need to talk it. about that that's a whole nother amazing thank you for coming on the show and sharing your secrets everyone we hope you enjoyed listening to this one and we will see you in the next one Oh, and by the way, would you consider yourself a maverick? Are you an agent, team leader, broker owner who is constantly striving to push boundaries and smash goals? Well, we've already helped over 100 agents go over $100,000 per year in GCI. 
So if you're interested in learning more about our courses and coaching to help you scale your business, then head over to go.eliteagentsecrets.com.